So we've been talking about spiritual formation and the things in our lives that shape the way we think and therefore the way we act. Talking about living a devoted life, a focused life, living each day as Christ has called us to live. Taking time to pray, to listen to God, to be inspired when we read the Word of God. It's funny how inspiration can come from very different sources and we can do our bit to inspire others. By doing our part, we can stop this plague reaching the most vulnerable. I've been inspired a lot this week, yes, by the leaders of our nations, but by, uh, also by our key workers in our community who are willing to step up and go to work on the front line. Remember, they need our encouragement and our gratitude. Just this week, our courageous staff and volunteers have reached over 100 families, isolated families. And if you want to donate to The Lighthouse to keep this work going during this time, you can follow the link in the comments. You don't have to look too far for encouragement. And the message this morning is about staying connected, keeping the faith, staying strong. I also want to talk about our aims and our motivations, which are born from our desires. We do admire people who have focus, and often because they are devoted or dedicated to something. For some, maybe they feel a lack of direction. Maybe there aren't any real aims or passionate desires and they can feel lost. But being lost and aimless is not a good place to be. So practically, keep a basic routine, a time to get up, a time to make your bed, a time to eat breakfast and so on and so forth. But be devoted. Being devoted at least puts our aim in the right direction. And whilst we may not be in the exact place we should be, at least we know where we're going. But let's not forget that we are also spiritual beings. And as spiritual beings, we are connected to God. I spoke last week about how Christ taught that God is spirit and we come to him and worship him in spirit and truth. But more than that, this morning, I want to talk about how we're friends with God and we want to spend time with him. And as we spend time with him, we grow in our knowledge of him because spiritual formation is all about growth. And as a sign of growth, we start to bear fruit, just as Jesus says, good trees bear good fruit. Jesus spoke in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, talking to his close friends. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I've loved you. There's no greater love than to lay one's life down for one's friends. And you are my friends if you do what I command you to do. I no longer call you servants because a master does not confide in his servants. Now you are my friends, since I have told you everything the Father has told me. You didn't choose me, I chose you and I appointed you to produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. Remember, this is my command to love one another. The thought that we could lay down our lives for one another is not necessarily about dying for them. However, those first disciples, the path they chose, literally led to their deaths. Peter at one time said, Lord, I will lay down my life for your sake. And he meant it. You know, Peter had the sense of the heroic. And if you get a chance, have a read through the Gospels, through the Book of Acts, and look for everything that Peter said and did and follow his story. It's amazing. But after this bold statement, Jesus said to him, before the cockerel crows, you will deny me three times. It's great that Peter was bold in theory, 
but maybe timid in practice. We don't want to be like that. We want to be the ones that are ready to be the hero that God has called us to be. And in fact, Peter went on to lead a great movement, influence many, and we can feel inspired to be like Peter and believe that God can fill us with his Holy Spirit to be bold and reach our full potential and be all that God has called us to be. Not all heroes wear capes. I love that saying. And we've seen that in the last few weeks. A hero is often one who does what they say they will do or one who puts others ahead of themselves in some sacrifice, self-sacrificial model. He's the one or she's the one that stands with you when you're facing the impossible. There are many worthy cause that we could give our lives for. To give our lives for queen and country is an honourable thing. But Jesus isn't asking us to lay down our lives for a noble cause, but for a friend. And he asks, am I your friend? And as you're watching or listening to this, I want to ask you, are you a friend of God? Are you a friend of Christ? Do you want to become a friend of Christ? Do you want that personal connection with Christ that can make a difference in your lives? Jesus says to you, I am the kind of friend that sticks closer than a brother. We need those kind of friends that will stand by us through it all. And we can be that friend for someone else. Has the Lord ever asked you, will you lay your life down for my sake? And maybe to die a noble death is easier than the day in, day out sense of relinquishing control of our own lives and giving it to God. Oswald Chambers said, we're not made for the bright shining moments of life, but we have to walk in the light of them every day. There is a bright shining light coming from those who do good for others. There are moments in our lives when we have the opportunity to sacrifice, to take the high road. Maybe that's to say nothing when everything within you is screaming or to pass by the opportunity for hurt or offence, to believe the best of others, to refuse to let anger take hold of you. We're often hurt when we insist that we cling to our own rights saying things like, how dare they speak to me like that, putting ourselves above them. But forgiveness first is about taking the high road. Paul had this advice to the church in Ephesus. Don't be bitter, angry or mad. Don't shout angrily or say hurtful things to others. Never do anything evil. But be kind, loving to one another. Forgive each other just as Christ forgave you. You are God's children whom he loves, so try to be like him. Live a life of love just as Christ offered us and gave himself for us as a sweet-smelling offering and sacrifice to God. You know, Christ had every opportunity to speak up, to defend himself, to choose his own rights, but he chose the cup of suffering for our sake. To think of others before ourselves is the calling of Christ. To deny ourselves, to take up our cross and to follow him. And the measure of our love for one another is measured by our willingness to put their needs before our own. He said, you're my friends because you do what I've called you to do. But there's purpose to this. He goes on to talk about bearing fruit. And to do this, Christ simply wants us to stay connected. He wants us to grow in him, to mature and to bear fruit. Because a tree is known by its fruit, not just its leaves and flowers. So Christ is looking for fruit or evidence in our lives, and that fruit only comes from us living in him and remaining in him. 
Paul writes, I labour until Christ is spiritually formed in you. Just as Jesus outlines earlier in John 15, he says, I am the true grapevine. My father's the gardener. He cuts off a branch that doesn't produce fruit and he lifts the branches that do bear fruit so that will produce even more. You've already been lifted. You've already been purified by my words and my message I've given to you. Remain in me and I remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. You're already lifted up. You're already clean because of the words that Christ has spoken over you and you have believed those words. You've given up your old life. You've started a new one and you are connected to him. You're no longer dragging on the floor. His life flows through you. You bear fruit and lasting fruit. Now stay in him. Remain connected and devoted to him because bearing fruit is the top job of a branch. Paul too was concerned that his life that would be fruitful and he'd never be ashamed of who he was and that he would be bold. He knew right from his early calling that he knew he would suffer for his faith, but he knew he had to leave his old life behind. He said to the church in Philippi, whatever gain I had in life, I counted loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and I count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. Two things in Paul's devotion was leaving behind and gaining. Similar principle in the teachings of Christ in Luke chapter 9. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and ruins and forfeits or loses himself to lose our worldly things in order for us to gain Christ again to the Philippians Paul writes and I'll close with this Philippians 1 for I fully expect and I hope that I'll never be ashamed but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past I trust that my old my life will bring honor to Christ whether I live or whether I die for me, living means living for Christ and dying is even better. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. I long to go to be with Christ, which would be better for me. But for your sakes, it's better that I continue to live. Knowing this, I am convinced that I will remain alive and I will continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. And when I come to you again, you will have even more reason to take pride in Christ Jesus because of what he's doing through me. I tell you what an inspirational attitude to have towards the end of your life. He knew he was connected. He knew his eternal destiny. He knew he had a place with Christ. But while he was on earth, he did what he could do to inspire others. Paul died not knowing the impact he made on the world. Not knowing his devotion to Christ, his mission changed the world we live in today, let alone that we would still be reading his letters 2,000 years later. He stood before kings and rulers with one thought in mind. He had a mission that while there were people who were lost in darkness, he would pull them towards the light of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He'd come to this conclusion that whether he lived or died, his life was in the hands of the Lord. He knew he was here for a reason and that reason was to bear fruit and we don't know how long we have here, but every moment we are here, we have a purpose and a destiny. 
what can we do? Be devoted to the good news of Jesus Christ. Encourage and inspire others. Perhaps call them, message them, encourage them and pray for them. Even a small act of kindness can inspire even the most hardest of hearts. Even the thought and prayer can help the most anxious and stressed. Be the voice that one of one who inspires others. Let them know they're not alone. The call of Christ comes to us. Are you my friends? Are you connected to the vine? Are you ready to follow me? To deny yourself, to take up your cross and follow me? He called you into a special friendship. He knows you by name. He has you in his heart. He wants good things to come for you. Jesus doesn't want you to feel isolated, friendless and lost. And perhaps you're feeling like that at the moment. Message us and let us connect with you. Christ himself urges us to stay with him. And if you're feeling like nothing is happening, allow him to lift you up. Staying connected means we have an aim, a direction, a purpose. This is about our spiritual formation through our devotion in how we pray, in how we worship, in how we speak, and in how we treat other people. As we look out for our friends, we want to stay connected with them, so as friends of God, we want to spend time with him. Finally, friends, stay strong. Keep the faith. I want to pray this for you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you, and the Lord give you peace. And may that peace of God be with you now and always. Amen.